and welcome to Kardashian It, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jarden. And I'm Marcy Jarrow. Happy end of Memorial Day weekend. Oh, happy Memorial Day. <laughs> Hope you bought a couch and some appliances. Oh, yeah, big sales. Always big sales. I never have hit up those sales. Oh, God, I wish I, uh, like, it'll be a few like it there's a weird lag in getting paid mm-hmm. so right now i'm like having to be like well you need to stretch this money right. be uh, smart because i might not like get my first paycheck and until like july it's just like a weird thing Ugh, that happens I find that very annoying um but you know it's fine um so but i would i want to buy new furniture so bad oh my god i've yes that's such a thrill especially like oh when you watch queer eye and that's like the best part when you yes. I mean, that's like a whole space yes. rejuvenation but it's like what to, to reconfigure a space uh even this just moving my vanity yes. up front which you guys can't see but i moved my i've got all I, those earrings i like compiled all my makeup all my earrings all my shit and i cleared it out of the back and it was like Oh, one of those things you would do it and you're like, why have I not done that for years? It does look like it's a Tahitian princess's vanity. (laughs) I couldn't be flattered more. I truly can't think of a better compliment on planet Earth. That made me really happy. Uh, But yeah, I would. But when I do buy furniture, I have to train Bo to stop scratching it. Oh, yes. That's a whole to do. He just loves to scratch it and look right at me. He's a bad boy. He's a baddest boy. I want to hear about your weekend <gasps> yes so my sister got married our, our sisters have had big weeks god these I sisters just realized. are doing it for themselves <laughs> my god uh yeah my sister got married congrats and it was a really beautiful ceremony and it was their you know both second marriages yeah. and they both have kids that are uh, all around the same ages. That's so nice. And it was really cute because I got had a real debacle getting into Louisiana, oh but it's too boring to talk about. Uh, I'll just say this: American Airlines, I'm coming for you. You fucked American. You fucked Delta. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh. I hope you enjoyed taking my whole lot of money on the day of ticket that I had to buy. Aww. But um, uh, but yeah, when I got there at the. At, after party of the rehearsal dinner um the kids were all like hanging out and dancing with each other i love that i was like that's they were having fun friends siblings they was buddy yeah friends and then siblings and then siblings um but it was really beautiful ceremony and um there was a a, one funny thing which i sort of already told you about but um so i wasn't in the wedding which Mm -hmm. was a real godsend um i mean yes nowadays it's like god what a relief the wedding party was um uh my brother-in-law's two kids and my sister's two kids oh okay. so it was like uh because uh he has a daughter my niece's age okay. or like a few months younger and then his son is like a year older than my nephew got it so it was like cute um and they all walked down together and they were and the girls were like basically they look like child brides but because <laughs> they were wearing white dresses oh i love that bold choice yeah um but uh so in the ceremony the the minister that uh was officiating uh is this guy (laughs) we've known him a long time he's a long time friend and so he has known my sister (laughs) through her previous marriage and actually like was very you know like in the in the midst of the separation and stuff like he was you know in 
involved in like trying to like mend stuff with them okay so he has a relationship with my ex-brother-in-law not currently but like he's he's, familiar with the family yes exactly and he's the sweetest man and i really like of uh, there's a you know i will say there's a lot of um religious figures that have passed in and out of my life that i don't care for and he is one that i do um and is he like an older gentleman he's yeah he's like my parents age okay got it um or around abouts okay. uh, maybe a little younger but um so <laughs> during the ceremony and i didn't hear this because weirdly it was not a mic'd like i couldn't hear any of my sister's vowels oh my god i heard todd because he was you know Louder. speaking up yeah but and i could hear the the pastor most of the time but i was like i'm sitting in the very front like i'm sitting almost as close to them as you can be yeah but there during the blessing of the rings he said my ex-brother-in-law's name accidentally (laughs) and do you remember the context like you can hear he was like he just was like amy and alex (laughs) he was like god bless amy and alex and then like realized caught it immediately god i didn't hear it though but the man sitting behind my mom goes oh shit he said alex (laughs) (laughs) this is so out of a movie yes when Uh, you texted this i was i started crying well so did the pastor He started crying immediately. No, no. Uh, he was very shaken up by like, it. So he says it. You see him realize I it. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, didn't know any of happening. this. I didn't understand what was happening until right after when the guy was like, oh shit. But I, I looking back, I remember <laughs> seeing my new brother or soon to be new brother-in-law mm. was already crying from earlier when he did his vows. Right. But he like looks at my niece like through like his teary eyes like shoots her a look and she puts her head down and her shoulders are shaking and i was like is she crying like what what i just couldn't hear so i was like what happened and then later i was like what was that about and she was like no i was laughing (gasps) oh but like i think you know he looked at her to check in to make sure it was like that she was okay like that yeah because that could be very upsetting yeah that could be upsetting but she was just like no it was so funny and he the poor guy the poor pastor he he felt bad he he (laughs) left immediately he didn't stay for the reception (laughs) i mean that is here's the thing it's in the grand scheme of life meaningless in that moment colossal fuck up a colossal fuck up (laughs) it's like truly as i mean thank god it wasn't like a dead widow you know like i mean just the importance of yes it's the pressure of vows is so intense it is a nervy space the alliteration of it all is but my my sister and new brother-in-law standing they were fine that's all that matters i mean todd like was making jokes about how no one could remember his name but (laughs) but it really wasn't like a, a it wasn't a big deal to them. It's honestly a really great story. It's so, so did the pastor also like apologize and say anything or was he just like I think shaking? In the moment he was like, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh but I, again, I didn't hear it. I'm. This is all like. God, I wish I would do anything to see it, the video of it. Oh, uh, well, my cousin, I know actually the videographer is 
a guy that I went to high school with. Oh my god, had a huge crush oh on in god. high school. Uh, he was a drummer and a skater. Oh my god, um, I see. But uh, so he was there. He was the videographer, and my cousin was like, "He can edit that out." <laughs> you gotta hit him up and ask him for the tape. Well, and my sis, my brother-in-law was like, "No, I want. I need that to stay in." I that's <laughs> oh, good. a good part. Oh, so he's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's okay. honestly like I don't know him super well because I haven't been around him much, but like. Yeah. He's so like my sis. I just had this like sense like watching the wedding. I was like, she's so like thank she deserves him. Like yeah. she really does, and the kids deserve him. Yeah, he's a really good guy. And um, and now I got an inn in Japan. That's so cool. He he works out of Japan. So what city? Tokyo. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. What a well, that's yeah. But you gotta go. Oh, absolutely. And because well, my sister might be going there eventually, but I see. I was like, well, what if I go before you go? I also <laughs> think it is like an affordable trip now. It's like we know so many people yeah. who have gone. I like it's now to me like, oh, I recognize so many things from people's Instagrams. I'm like, oh, okay. You're yeah. at the robot bar. Okay. okay. Great. Okay. Shibuya Crossing. Okay. Um, so, how was your week? And that was mine. Mine was not as eventful by any means. Um, I dyed my hair neon green. I love it so much. Thank you. Um, if you guys are desperate to see it, it, it'll be. It's on my Instagram. I went looking for likes. Cracked four hundred. New, oh. new, I never hit above oh. a four hundred like. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while. J, that's JJJLA. Thank you for the plug. Thank you for the plug. Yeah, I dyed my hair neon green. Um, I've just continued down this path and I've been enjoying it. And then I got my nails done to match. Um, and I think that's what I'm up to. That's what you're up to. <laughs> no, um, no, it was really, it's been fun. I forget that it's really fun to have like a wacky hair color and walk around in the world. And what is your plan for keeping it up? Well, there's like this, it's hard to, it keep is up. hard to keep up, but there is, this is, this is for anyone who's interested in doing a, a wacky color. Um, there is now this realm of like deposit, yeah, uh, conditioners and hair products that are like hair dye. Now we're not, they were not like getting money from them. No, guys, not so. at all. I honestly, and I, I had, think I'd mentioned Overtone before. That's the yes. one I'd used before. I just was recommended to me um, a brand called Arctic Fox that just literally oh. came today that had a neon green. So I'm gonna just try yeah. and see how much I keep it up. Um, I'm just sort of experimenting. I think like daily condi- not the daily but the conditioners that are for in the shower yeah are maybe like would help with yeah there's a whole world now like and because everyone in my office there's like a lot of very neon and wacky colored haired women so there's a lot of like, wacky haired women there's a lot and so there's a lot of good resources um of info a lot of trade and trading and swapping of tips um but i will be all green and gussied for t- uh tomorrow night or when this airs this will be the night yes. um which i'm very excited the Planned about. Parenthood show at UCB Sunset, 8.30? 8.30 at UCB Sunset here in LA. It's sold out. It's sold out in one day, um, which has never happened to me before on I mean, any show. The lineup is killer, and I'm not just saying that because I'm going to say, show. well, there's, uh, there's one, per- this, this is a re- little reuniting. But when I saw Sarah Silverman, I gagged. She, and she, I, she confirmed after the show sold out. It sold oh. out before I even got yes. a chance to add her. That's, That's what you know, blew it's, my it's mind. It's so funny because my roommate bought a ticket and then it sold out. And I was like, you're so lucky you got a ticket because Sarah Silverman. I just like just it, joined up. Well, and I forget if I mentioned this on here. So if I did stop me, but like it was the day of the first of these crate, like the really crazy state bands. Mm-hmm. It was like the Georgia abortion bands, yeah. the abortion bands. And I was spiraling and um, 
Trish had had reached out about putting it together, knowing that I had done these Planned Parenthood shows and I was had. So it had already been like planned um, and it was just like we were going to kind of post it soon ish. Mm -hmm. And then I literally like wrote Beth, the AD of the theater, being like, can we please get this up today? I feel like this is a day that like, yes, can we please get it up on the site today and and I can promote it? And I think not to like be gross, grossly marketing on tragedy, but it was the feeling of like, I think this is marketing for fun. It's like to give Planned Parenthood money. And there it just is like, I think it was the right moment. And so, yeah, yeah, it's an amazing lineup and I'm very grateful. Can I just rattle some of them off? Yes, please. Let's see. We got um, pulling it up. So I don't forget people. We got Sarah Silverman. We got Nick Kroll. We got John Early. We got Jacqueline Novak. We got the buffoons, which consist of Bobby Moynihan, Charlie Sanders, Eugene Cordero, Andrea Rosen, Gabe Leadman, Search History. That's me with Darcy Carden, Drew Tarver, Betsy Sadaro, Jocelyn DeBoer, DeBoer, DeBoer. You she got told it. me recently how to say it. That's Is it why not DeBoer? It's DeBoer, but I was saying DeBoer. DeBoer. Oh, you were giving it a, a Southern. Yeah, DeBoer. Uh, Fran Gillespie, Madeline Walter, Nicole Byer, and then Yasser Lester. Yeah, it's crazy. It's oh. a fucking knockout lineup it, it blew my mind i truly i'm very proud and also um i want to give a shout out because people, cause people know Jess. her trish it reached out to me like before my franticness over everything even hit and was like so sweet and lovely and was like i know you used to do these shows would you want to do it and i was like i love doing those shows but they are very difficult to plan together i mean plan alone um so i would love to have a, somebody else she worked her ass off but it was also just breezy and fun and yeah so we're going to host, um, and I truly can't wait. And so it is sold out online. Oh, yes. But Trish found out today that there are standby tickets. So if you we go, don't know how many, I have no idea what that means. But if you're in Los Angeles, perchance, and yeah. you're around the UCB theater sunset, there'll be a sign up, like a clipboard that goes out at 6 p.m. Um, I would imagine it would fill up extremely fast. So, so you I would need so. to be at UCB sunset at, at 6 p.m. And that's standby, which is and a maybe. And get some great Thai food. Yes. Near Thai town. <laughs> Go in the pot shop uh, that has a big get super high. Get really and high. 100% of the proceeds go uh, of ticket sales go to Every Planned penny. Parenthood. Every penny. And um yeah, Planned Parenthood LA has been an amazing partner. They're just like the loveliest people. Um they'll get up and speak for a little bit too and they're full of like awesome facts and info and yeah. it's just great. They're great. Um I'm really 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 excited. So me and my green hair and green nails will be there yes. with Trish with Marcy, a little reunion of sorts. Oh, I know. I know. Um I'm very excited. So I'll report back next week. Um and I like literally just heard from um a family friend in who uh, runs a big like kind of a Planned Parenthood conglomerate in Minnesota that's for like a few states and she saw my post and was like can we talk about putting one together <gasps> putting one something like this on out here like we w- would really like that and I was like is this my new calling <laughs> <laughs> you put together <laughs> comedy shows for Planned Parenthood <laughs> I have a feeling it won't pay as well <laughs> oh well who knows um, anyway skims them off the top for yourself <laughs> yeah I get weirdly rich <laughs> everyone's it's like weird Planned Parenthood did get to 
defunded and closed down, but just Jess has bought a Jaguar. <laughs> it's what can I say? Doing good pays off. Um, Anyways, that's me. That's my that's latest. Us. I'm excited to report back. Um, so stay tuned. Um, should we get into some news? Let's do that. Exactly. Okay. Um, Where do we start? Okay, maybe I will start with this OJ one. Yes. Because I'm really... I don't know about it. So you have to really... Th- I mean, I like know that there was some things said about like an affair and this stuff. This is... So that's all I ever knew. Yes. Okay. I just already stressed. Just don't scroll. Let me read it to you. Okay. Because it's. I want to preface that, like, in all the time we've done this show, I don't think I've like read a more like just verbally disturbing account like it truly I like really wrote in the notes to you I was like do we read this because you'll see the language it's basically a story that somebody else that OJ's former <laughs> manager tells you wrote this is back in the day so so graphic I'm like traumatized <laughs> I was like I really think we should talk about it but you will see this language and the description and I'm not like a prudish or easily anyways okay you've been brave you've been braced okay I'm just gonna read it um, according to page six, Simpson's former manager. Oh, my God. I'm like flushed. <laughs> Simpson's former manager, Norman Pardo. Um, this is on Jezebel. So there's some editorializing in it. Should and, we just in case anyone doesn't know, uh, remind people that OJ Simpson yes. is was Uncle OJ for a long time because yes. he and Robert Sr. Kardashian were the very best of friends. Uh, when Chris met Robert, he was with OJ. They hung out. They he would pick him up. He would pick Chris up at the airport with robert yes. like they're good old and friends would, um double date and take trips together and then after uh, oj definitely did kill yes, nicole, brown simpson, nicole brown simpson even though he was not found guilty yes. uh spoiler um if he did it if he did it he wrote a book that really <laughs> described exactly how he did it and his yeah anyway oh my God. um but uh that's there was a big divide in the family because robert was on the defense team and chris was nicole best friends with which nicole. if this story is to be believed okay so, go for it now so no that was very helpful um so this so simpson's former manager norman pardo is claiming that he heard a story of Simpson having sex with Chris in a hot tub in the 90s. Uh, the NFL Hall of Famer's crass admission was uh, about Chris uh, Jenner, then Chris Kardashian. According to Pardo, Simpson and then uh, Simpson, his then wife and eventual murder victim, Nicole Brown, and the Kardashians were in a jacuzzi one night during a joint vacation. Doesn't say where. Nicole and Robert left leaving Simpson 44 and Kardashian 36 alone. Quote, OJ said he stood up, Pardo told page six, pulled his shorts down and I'll give you exactly what he said. Her eyes bugged out of her head and I fucked that bitch until I (gasps) broke her. According to Simpson. Oh my God. I'm not kidding. This gets so, as I'm telling you, I'm like traumatized. According, it's, then it's worse. According to Simpson, I'm so sorry. No, I, they had to take her to the hospital <gasps> at two or three in the morning. Pardo said she came into OJ's room and said, can you take me to the hospital? And he said, no, have Rob do it. Pardo said Simpson told him things were great between the two couples until his encounter with Kardashian. The Kardashians divorced shortly after in 91 and the Simpsons broke up the next year. That's the story. And I'm shook. I'm so Honestly, sorry. it's... <laughs> You're right. It's so disgusting. It's so like, it's like there is this like, ah, 
oh, the Simpsons stuff and this and that. And then it's also just like, first of all, if it, if it is true, if if it's true, the secondary to the event happening and them having sex, the language around it and the like the like tone of it is so like of course a man who i mean i'm really connecting some threads but it's like obviously a man who would murder a woman <laughs> like yeah it's a just complete like misogynist it's just and a like, fucking literal yeah. like psychopath that you would brag about something like that and like what would send her to the hospital i mean maybe it was just like really rough sex i don't that's my assumption from reading it I know. If that can't be enjoyable for her. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's the thing it's is I like like to brag about being so violent. Violent to the point that she like and to make her like and that part about like no make Rob do it. And it's just like, wait, so so you're like an animal? Is that the story? And you hate you hate her and you hate Rob. You wanna it's not hurt even both your of them. friend. It's I, not you know what? I mean, he's a he, he's a fucking murderer. He, and like I like it's so crazy how it's like ye how much i ugh, it just made me like i have no no there's not not a there's no soft spot for oj simpson in my heart and ever has been but it was this feeling of like oh you are like an actual like you're a yeah a this, nightmare you weren't like you oh, should be a crime of passion whatever like you're disgusting you're always bad you, you want to like snap women in half and watch them die like yeah. you really do like yeah and just like the ugh. anyways we don't spend a lot of time well, on it i, I know people, will say this that if that is the only instance in which they had an affair then no chloe then chloe is not his child because chloe was like what yeah, seven or eight yeah. years old whenever that happened yeah i thought the same so that's at least something good thank god for small favors i mean and i know some of you guys poor chris on other parts of the country listen to this early and i apologize if that was just part of your morning commute. i'm sorry if your kids <laughs> on the way to school had to hear I that i truly was like i can't i i can't but thank you i needed to just share it and, and i needed to because i read it and was like truly sh shaken okay well how about Move this on. what about some more disgusting men <laughs> you must be talking about while we're in it i'll i will say that lamar Odom, Chloe's ex, doesn't seem as bad in comparison. <laughs> Good setup. As he, yes. Honestly, it seems sweet. <laughs> it's awfully charming. It's, what, a, what, a, what a rascal. So, uh, oh, Lamar Odom has released his tell-all tell memoir called Darkness to Light. And it chronicles his rough childhood, rise to fame as a basketball star, his near-fatal struggles with both drug and sex addiction. And as we know, he was married to chloe and he talks about that so some of the highlights are when he talks about his first orgy Jesus. uh when he was on the clippers long before chloe though yeah um, i'm sure it didn't relate and it's so weird because he's like they were about f talking about this huge party where there were 40 women like and all of a sudden oh, yeah, he it, said he, it became a full blown like it didn't take long before all of them got naked and then it was a full blown orgy people were having sex in the pool the jacuzzi how many times are people having sexes 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 in jacuzzis i i like read this i i mean it tells you about the things i've seen in my life wait my favorite part is uh oh. standing up against a heat lamp That's specific <laughs> yeah it's like <gasps> pool jacuzzi chairs against a heat lamp yeah and then he goes on to talk of, in his memoir about how he when he was recruited to play for the u.s olympics in 2004 he had to take a drug test and he knew he wouldn't pass uh so he got a giant rubber 
cock and had his trainer's pee put into a straw so, so he, he like because i guess the, just to make it fi- look like he was peeing people in watch. front yeah wow um okay and then strapping it on and peeing into a cup it worked yep oh my god so he's had sex with over two thousand women he claims oh and he god. doesn't remember their names and that he's he said too many strippers to count and he would often leave two thousand dollars on the nightstand after oh, hooking up and most of the sex was unprotected and he's paid for plenty of abortions over the year years Lamar. Uh, he also talks about a brief uh fling with taraji p hinton in 2008 oh, yeah this was interesting where he had dinners with brad and angelina jolie what oh my god what was this world um but that it, he really couldn't make it work uh, oh, oh i know because she was in she was filming the karate kid in china yes and uh he was worried he couldn't get enough cocaine over there so he <laughs> did not go visit her and they broke up okay now here's where we get to the darker stuff Mm. so i should actually i'm going to go back to this because it this is important but he blames chris kardashian for basically his divorce yes saying that like he was like at the hollywood roosevelt hotel yeah he was having an affair he was having a threesome with two women right and somehow chris found out about it brings chloe and her security team to the hotel they bang on the door chloe burst in starts beating the shit out of one of the women the women not yes. the man she's married no, to she's beating the shit out of one of the women and then chris is screaming and and then um uh security grab chloe and like they take all the drugs and dispose of them and then pull lamar's ass out of there but he also in like another article i read or, or heard that he blamed chris for like chris talked to lamar like after like they were they were done yeah but he was chris told him that you know she really wanted him to reconcile with chloe oh yeah this one and had him fly back to la and meet her outside a spin like, class yeah, or Pilates. Like she wants to meet you outside soul cycle yeah it's six o'clock in the morning so and so he gets there and chloe's leaving the soul cycle or whatever and cameras are there and it's very clear immediately that like she had no idea she was so shocked to I see him i remember these rattled. photos yeah oh you do oh my god i'm sure we could yeah like oh, the, find them for like, me i'm almost uh, positive like i remember this being like um yeah so he's so he's saying that like that was his last chance uh but that was his last chance to reconcile with chloe and chris ruined it for him yeah okay so saying blaming her mom and maybe chris is like kind of fucked up for capitalizing on it so that it could be on the show and that could be in tabloids they're oh like boy. not great photos but yeah. you can tell that she's like what Shocked. the fuck yeah. are you doing send here? those to me so i can post them more. okay uh, but so he he blames chris for like she ruined our last chance to get back together and then the story that then ran was why did lamar ambush chloe yes. kardashian so earlier in in this little article that i'm reading it says that he in 2009 threatened to kill chloe because he was high on coke and ecstasy and um he was like making holes in the wall or whatever believing that there were microphones hidden all around and and chloe freaked out great um and she was she came to the door and she was knocking and he opened it quote suddenly grabbed her forcefully by the shoulders which frightened her 
and he screamed, you trying to embarrass me in front of my friends, I'll fucking kill you. You don't know what I'm capable of. So in any world where a, a man believes that meeting someone on the street unexpectedly is more damaging to a relationship <laughs> than physically assaulting a woman and telling her you're going to kill her. I just feel like he's not coming at it from the right angle. I'm he not hearing quite... a lot of real self-work. Yeah. Oh. Also, you could argue that if you really love somebody, spilling all of their ugliest moments and darkest secrets in order to sell a book yeah. is not necessarily and not being able to own that and saying ending every interview by saying she's the love of your life you love the family you'll always be lammy to them like that is the shit that's like i would have truly so much more respect if he was like honestly i don't have work i need i was offered this is my story i don't care what people think i have lived in because i was like these are really interesting stories and he's lived an interesting life it's not it's like of course people have interest in it but this idea of like you know gilding it with all of this sort of like i care so deep he's like you don't give a fuck about chloe no you don't you you miss being taken care of by another mother and also like when it comes down to it 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 really highlights like that Chloe took care of him when he almost died that she like dropped everything like she she has a lot of flaws but she is a fucking saint I mean I think also codependent and uh, yeah yeah but but like in a lot of ways unwell but it's definitely like anyone who would choose somebody with this many issues has a lot of work to do but god made me happy she's not with him I'll say that oh absolutely I don't know who I think she should be celibate and just like yeah I think she might just need to like be in therapy for a while and she'll never go so well on a lighter note Kanye surprised Kim for their anniversary with a trip to Vegas to see Celine Dion this was so cute oh my god it was the big five year as we know from the makeup um oh i got a cute comment somebody commented on my instagram that they were like uh thanks i ended up buying that makeup because you guys read that email (laughs) you guys probably made kim way more money and i was like i would love to think we had that effect but um yeah it was their big five-year anniversary yeah and he i love that he was like surprised her it's so cute also like the pictures with like celine kim and kanye kanye is sort of smiling he looks i like to believe that kanye is just as big of a fan of celine dion (laughs) and like loves her performance how fucking cool is celine dion always but especially lately and especially in this moment it's like okay so the coolest couple in pop culture spent their five-year anniversary anywhere on planet earth they can literally go anywhere they want spend unlimited money and they're like we're gonna go watch celine and it's like at a concert like it's not like a private show it's like a concert full of other people i mean i guess it's like because she has a new baby so it's just like being able to like fly in for the yeah. night and maybe even fly home yeah i bet um they're not staying at the mgm yeah they're not <laughs> doing a vegas night out probably um and other sweet news um which you know it's so funny when you start talking about all the toxic relationships that scott and courtney kind of come up as like <laughs> quaint and I, at this point i do think it like you look back and you're like oh this is like benign oh just like getting drunk and breaking stuff inside a house and and uh some good old-fashioned benders shoving money in a waiter's mouth that's, yeah that's some booze almost polite booze ain't shit in this realm oh my god so it was scott disick's 
birthday over the weekend and a lot of the kardashians poured their love for him on instagram except for courtney courtney did not but she was at his birthday yes along with sophia richie um and i don't know they just seem like they're getting along well i mean she's not trying to like dip in too much no it feels like they have like a very well worked out space like it actually feels and it's like i think that's you know that's got to be hard for anyone in his life like how how connected his world is to the kardashians and like he's that he spends his actual birthday with like his ex-wife or you know his ex-partner and all of her sisters and mother and everybody but they all like i was like looking at all those pics and i was like they're having a blast this is everyone's so happy now what do you think about how complicated the feelings courtney must feel seeing scott at his best now um i'm sure she has a lot of anger and I'm sure she's working on it because it's like I would be furious because it is like a common Even if I could never say it. I would no, but would I was just me. talking about this with another friend. It's like the idea of like watching somebody. Uh, it's somebody who's like gone through a breakup and it's like that the guy finally did get, you know, that thing of like that happens a lot. Like, yeah, you know, like got really in shape and like got a whole new look and got a job. And you're just like, oh, wait, what? It's like getting your life together out of spite. Yes. And you're like. And inevitably, I've that never pers- done that. <laughs> <laughs> inevitably, is like I think a lot of women would naturally have the feeling of like you know it makes you feel very like uh, you're welcome to the What's next woman. <laughs> the most spiteful thing you've done after a breakup. Mm, what I, a good question. I did, um, like I did. It was a long time after the breakup, but I did sort of like write my first short film. You know, yeah. after to be like I, I want, I like wanted to prove to myself that i could do that yeah and like ultimately i will say that that maybe is what like that was the the pebble that made the ripples in the in the pond that led me to this job that yeah, i have now. absolutely so, like, i because i finally was able to like get my voice out and yeah like, make it and you i started your glow up yes i don't know that i can think of anything other than maybe and then, like and, dating. I, and I fucked a 25 year old <laughs> <laughs> see there you go I was yeah. gonna say I think for me it's been more it was yeah more spite I don't know that I've like publicly broadcasted a, a good spiteful move but I have like hooked up with someone very quickly after just like for my own you know yeah. my own spite but no like I quit a job and got a better one no or- be, I mean I'm sure it's happened you know famously famously the stretch of like the relationship before Tim uh it was literally like this window of my life where ev- it was like I started to go crazy because we broke up my uh, ex-boyfriend and I and then I uh, I lost my job I got laid off and then uh, I had a cyst rupture and I had to go to the hospital and I was fine then my cat died (laughs) in front of me another cat this was my old old cat yeah I've had a lot of cat stuff guys I've had a whole cat thing (laughs) he had a heart attack that's why I'm I'm checked out but it was this window where I started to literally feel like like an anvil was gonna fall on me outside where I I started to feel really weird like that I had like been cursed like and they were all spaced out to where I was like and it started exactly at uh at my breakup and I was just like Oh, okay. So my life just like it literally unraveled. So that was your spite thing. That was, was my spite. Is that your... I let my life go to shit. <laughs> um, I do. I just love revenge betterment. That's not just about your body. But... Well, yes. I mean, that's the thing. Is it would be if Chloe had a brain, it would be like 
not revenge body, but like it's such an interesting concept to like tackle all the shit you wanted to do because you are tired of being made to feel like shit. But she's just like, you know, it's the like stupid basic version of it. It would be nice if it were more like queer eye and less like like I'm motivated because of this like this experience to change these things. But it's she doesn't. I do do think though it is really cool to to, like. I, I know for me that every time I feel slighted by someone. I, all I can think about is how one day I'm going to be so rich and powerful. I think that's and, an important, and I can't wait for them to come a knocking and me to close the door on them. <laughs> I think that which that's, is terrible. I don't know that it is. I think it's really normal, and I think what it's what a lot of people do. I think a lot of people go like, like channel it, mm-hmm. like acknowledge that it sucks and it hurts, and then be like. <sighs> And like, yeah, it's how we always talk about Kim. Kim is fueled by haters. Yes. She is like her skin glows. She she gets younger looking the yeah. more hated she is. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm a lawyer. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Speaking of betterment um, and uh, personal growth, <laughs> Con- Kanye yes. is opened up. Um, what's that? The, so uh, David Letterman has this Netflix show. Uh, my guest, my next guest needs no introduction. And I guess season two is about to drop at the end of this week. Cause there was a whole other story that we, we won't open up, but like I, they were promoting the show and there's another one with Ellen where Ellen talks about having been like the specifics of her sexual abuse. So it sounds like people are getting like his guests are getting yeah. really, really personal. Also and- like David Letterman, like, famously loves medical issues because oh. he's had heart attacks oh interesting because i know when my friend aubrey was on he yeah. like only wanted to do was talk about her stroke and she's like cool <laughs> she's like, i'll do it but, okay yeah. well it sounds like he's getting people to open up and um kanye ends up talking quite a bit about his actual bipolar diagnosis which he hasn't really like we know he named the album it has acknowledged it but this is when he he's talked about um when you're in this state you're you're hyper paranoid about everything west said during the interview everyone this is my experience other people have different experiences everyone now is an actor everything's a conspiracy you feel the government's putting chips in your head you feel you're being recorded you feel all these things you have this moment where you feel everyone wants to kill you you pretty much don't trust anyone he described being handcuffed and separated from loved ones during treatment quote they have this moment where they put you handcuff you drug you they put you on the bed and separate you from everyone you know that's something i'm so happy that i experienced myself so i can start by changing that moment um yeah it talks about how it's cruel and primitive to do that and it sounds like just kind of like really does get into it but then he says he talks a little bit about the medication piece which i do think is interesting he says if you don't makes me think he is on medication the way he phrases it even though i thought he had said he didn't he says if you don't take medication every day to keep you at a certain state you have a potential to ramp up and it can take you to a point where you can even end up in the hospital and you start acting erratic as tmz would put it referencing the interview where he said slavery is a choice um it's not any new stuff but he is more specific about having been um specifically diagnosed for as bipolar for two years now this last thing i think is when it, when he says uh when you ramp up it expresses your personality more you can become almost more adolescent in your express expression yeah i thought that was interesting this is my specific experience that i've had over the past two years because i've only been diagnosed for two years now yeah 
I mean, that I think anyone who's followed his like his experience over the last couple of years, I think it like that all really checks out. But I liked him. He acknowledges that there's a health issue. There's a strong stigma on it and there's nothing to discriminate about. It's like a sprained brain, like having a sprained ankle. And if someone had a sprained ankle, you're not going to push on him more. So I thought that was like, uh, you know, we we ding this family a lot for their approach to mental health and, and caring for mental health. And I think they're like they come from a good place but they are ill-informed sounding a lot of the times and i thought that was we'll see what the full interview is but i'm very curious i know that like um in vogue it says kim says right now everything's really calm but we could definitely feel episodes coming and we know how to handle them i wonder if that's when they just start medicating them i know which is sort of like a real like crapshoot yeah, it's, it's feels, a lot of pressure on them too yeah well it begs always the question you know we always ask about kim and kanye which is who's taking care of kim because that sounds like a very stressful place to live in well but, i think in this episode we see it's north yeah <laughs> <laughs> um the last one the last news item is a very small one but uh, speaking of tackling health issues publicly, <laughs> uh, this one just made me laugh. Um, Courtney, I guess uh, today, Tuesday is a menstrual hygiene day, like one of those national. So uh, Courtney po- posted a picture of her and Steph Shep like laying on the beach in bathing suits. And she wrote, is my tampon string showing? The source of life shouldn't be embarrassing or hard to talk about. I just love that they were like, let's post pictures of our butts. I know. And pretend like it has anything to do with women's health. I know. <laughs> Mothers teach your sons too. Join me and Steph in the conversation on Poosh.com. Oh, you little sneak. You were just promoting Poosh. God, you know what's so serendipitous is what? that I'm on my period oh during... Oh my God, on National <laughs> Menstruation <laughs> Day. Hygiene? What Hygiene. 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 Menstrual hygiene. National menstrual. Well, it just rolls right off the tongue. That's why we love it. I'm glad she like co-opted it for herself. Yeah, good for her. Take it for poosh. Who needs it? God. That's it. What hard hitting news that big for everyone. Huge news. (laughs) Some of it traumatizing. (laughs) Um, So before we dive into the episode, I wanted to, I have a, here's my question for you. I was going to ask you before we started recording about the episode. I was fairly sure so two weeks ago at the end of the episode it said next week on and it was the episode where chloe's supposed to find out about tristan and like the 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 scene of liar you know i think they pushed it and then suddenly that episode there was no episode last week yes but it was i i don't think it was initially advertised do you think they re-edited it and and then this episode does i kept waiting for it and i saw in the news today i was like oh there's no or on monday i was like there's there's no news so that it definitely i was like it must not be an episode and then watched it and was like okay it's not in it and then on the next next week on it's about like living alone without tristan yeah but it does not have any of the finding out maybe they're just like I don't know why they're I think pushing. they pulled it and I think they're not going to air it. Oh, this is my theory. I think that like right before, like maybe whatever Jada drove over, drove screaming into Calabasas and like, cause whatever happened, I was like, that was this, that one Sunday was supposed to be the Jordan scandal episode. Oh. And then suddenly it was like, no new keeping up with this week. Now I will say, I do believe that the liar is definitely not about Tristan. Oh yeah, I think that's a fake scene. That's about something else yeah, where she's sure. joking with someone. And I 
I hope we do see it and that they're just pushing this to keep so that we'll keep watching because yeah. once you get that good juicy episode, you might drop off. For and so sure. Like, Let's which keep people why, hanging on. Which was why I was so surprised that they were, that it was going to be like so sooner soon, into yeah. the season. And when it was like a next week on, I could be, this is just my conspiracy theory, but I have this weird feeling that somebody pulled the plug and it got re-edited and they shuffled the episodes around. Also, if you look at the timing of where we are now, we're only in like December. Okay. So like Mm. if if we're really like saying that they follow a a real timeline, then we're not there yet. We'll see. I think you know what I mean? I think you're right. I think I'm wrong. We're in like the beginning of December right now in this episode. So right. So maybe it was just to dangle and say like it's still coming. It was just weird. I think it was still wet. But your palate. I thought it said next week. I, I mean, possibly though. I want my conspiracy theory to be right. I hope they didn't re-edit it and take all the fun stuff. I don't out. think that I shouldn't say fun. I, I know what you heart, meant. The stuff that's gonna pull at our hearts. I strings. knew what you meant. They know. Um, okay, that was it. I just wanted to dangle my thought. If you guys know, think I'm right or if wrong. If you have any insights, you have any scoop. insight, tell me. Uh, all right. Season 16, episode seven, pet peeve. Pet peeve. Hi, Jinx. I want to say already mad at this cold open. Yes. 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 Uh, soon as it, as soon as it, the, the lower third came up with the, with the lady Coco facial yoga instructor, I was like, <sighs> are we really going to pretend like you guys aren't just going to like, Go to a surgeon. We are really scraping the barrel with some of these <laughs> activities, guys. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's nothing literally to say. It's a thing that occurred in history of time. Uh, <laughs> so uh, our three storylines are Chris inviting Chloe to her Coachella house mm-hmm. slash Chloe having issues with Corey. Mm-hmm. Then we have Aunt Chloe and Northy go on yeah. a date. And then we have Courtney lives with Kendall. Oh, yes. Okay. So where do you want to start? I mean, the juiciest one is Chloe and Corey to me. Yes. I would start there. Okay. Um, I did write Milk Dud and Malika. What did I mean by that? Milk Dud and Malika? I Oh, she like didn't chew one. Yes. She was swallowing them whole like yes. a snake. Anyway. <laughs> like a snake. I just wrote Milk Dud and Malika. Now I can't remember what it was. Uh, um... I let me okay so yeah, I'm trying to remember how it came up we're at Chris's house where we're filming now although we talked about it last week yeah. that we think that Rob is actually living there yes so I don't know if they still use it for filming and he's in the back but whatever they're at Chris's house uh everyone we got Chloe we got Courtney we got yes Kim. The, it's like a big group kind yeah. of all of a sudden and one I love Chloe's hair in this scene yes, I don't know great. why it's not always this honey blonde she it looks so good she's in a strange so apparently uh, Kim is like coming to break the news that Kanye has texted something very rude to Corey and it's basically like we don't know you we don't know who your family is what's your deal why are you so sneaky and Courtney's like well it's because Kanye's so paternal it's this so is- funny the divide in this family about like who is like obsessed with Kanye and who isn't? It's- I know they are. This was such a weird scene to me because it's like they're all discussing Corey, like he's just someone they know, and it's like they're it's Chris's boyfriend who's been around for four years. But it made me remember now that Court that Chloe has had issues 
with Corey in the past where they've had to talk stuff out. Oh, yeah. And I, can't I can't remember, remember the specifics, what? but like there have been things. I mean, I will say I've never gotten the sense that they connect or have any relationship with him. Correct. You know? Correct. And I was disappointed because I was like, oh, I thought they liked Corey. I know. It Oops, did sorry. really bum me out. But, um, but just they to do realize. all love Kanye. I know. Except for Scott was a little like, hey, all right. Well, you, they were just hanging out, right? He yeah. pointed that out. But it was this sort of weird scene where they are sort of talking about whether it is or isn't weird that Corey is like secretive and like they don't know him. And that's obviously, you know, like. I, th- I think we kind of understand also later on some of the reasons why but the scene itself was so weird and yeah. that they're like just sort of like picking it apart and Chris is saying nothing and then finally explodes kind of at the end yeah and she tells Scott <laughs> that he used to be weird he's, and he's like, like but I'm better now I thought that was so funny because Scott wasn't defending the rude text and then no, he, Scott was being kind of on like Corey's yeah, side and then of he it. ended up getting insulted <laughs> like I was like poor Scott it is very strange though like yeah that they haven't brought him into the fold yet i but i get it that like if he's not sharing with them like they're sharing with him like he must know every in and out of their life because he's like shares a bed with chris jenner i mean i it kind of gave me flashes of like i think everybody knows the feeling of like your friend's boyfriend who's really nice and always there and like doesn't really engage with you and you don't feel like you know and if they're not and like the stuff they were saying about like if you know when she leaves the room he leaves the room stuff like that you know like I kind of gave me that was like I think I know what they're saying it's this feeling of like he's glommed to her he's only interested he's like a shadow on her and he's not invested in knowing the rest of them right and then they also don't have context for him and their lives are deeply of interest yeah i do think it is interesting too that kanye was the one who decided to call it out it made me feel like there's a lot we were missing yeah and but it also makes me feel like i'm like i even though he's cuckoo sometimes kanye is all about this family oh he's such a kardashian and kanye I, is such a kardashian when like people at heart. like we'll talk about kim and kanye breaking up i'm like mm. i don't know i mean they could but like he more than any man that's ever been around them besides robert kardashian he is all in he's, he's all- so all in with every single one of them and they are his family now yeah they are his true family and his i really think and so so then we get this we chloe had been invited by chris for what she thought was a girls weekend out at the new palm springs house she and malika show up and this was a very real scene yes this i loved because it was super real they're pulling up and we see from the GoPros in the car that they Malika calls out that Corey is at the door and with Chris welcoming them and Chloe genuinely flips out. And I was like, oh, she really yeah. doesn't fucking like him. Yeah, she really doesn't like him. And then we get this very weird dinner with so many staff in the so background. It was bizarre. There were just so many little like black shoes and pants walking in the background <laughs> this way and like, they were sitting I think they had seven people serving them it was insane in this i mean that house is absolutely is massive is chris a sultan now it's, 
<laughs> because that's i can't imagine having that many people just at a house that you don't even live at permanently that house is fully a castle and would you cater a dinner that like was just for four people I and mean, one of like your daughter and your boyfriend and it was the four of them sitting together was so bizarre yeah. and i was like what was this scene supposed to be like what was this this is the weirdest so, setup well it i feel like it was an advertisement for the clinton affair <laughs> Because they talked a lot about the Netflix that series. That was very bizarre. They were like, they have start- you seen the Clinton affair? Oh, yeah, I didn't know a lot. Like, it was, I, it, I honestly do believe it was product, like, ad placement oh, for, interesting. for the Clinton affair. Maybe their friends, like, produced it or something. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then he somehow segs. What a rough segue. Very thin thread there. Thin thread, the thinnest of threads. It's like, <laughs> he's like, I understand what it's like when people talk a lot. You got gossip, gossipers and blabbermouths. <laughs> yeah. And then Chloe and like Malika are very clearly like not having this, but they don't really confront him. They're just like, okay. Well, that's the thing is that here's my say, my take. Corey's being crazy. He's being passive aggressive. He's not saying what he really wants to say. Yeah. He's being a fucking weirdo. And Chris is sitting by him looking as sad she's as on I... her phone, first of all. But for like the bit when he first is going into it, she's truly on her phone. And then I, I was like, is she like blackout drunk? Because her eyes were really watery. And she I couldn't tell if she was just really sad or really drunk or both. But like it's so uncomfortable yeah. and like and i get why court and malika were like bye but also like no one's being a grown-up yeah. no one is being like hey so i hear you were talking about me chris's Can- face is so wild though i mean we i really i it was wild it was wild Just, i've never seen her like slack jawed and like looking so small and sad i felt like a defeat in her like and that just feeling like and and i mean it must be she switched places and was more sober yes feels like they reshot this scene a couple times i mean this is a very curious little scene yeah everything about it is weird and then they call scott from a bath they go to a bathtub like a bunch of teenagers and they call scott to like laugh about it chloe in bathtubs with scott i it's her comfort zone i guess oh, they like laugh about it and and it made me sad and oh god when and he then, watches that and then when he watches what just like imagining if you're Corey and you watch this episode oh, yeah. like how hurtful it would all be and then chris and chloe have this heart to heart where they have this really long run about being a wolf oh coyote god, i wrote my, they just were like looping on and on and on about a wolf my, wolf. Note, my notes say pack of wolves pack of wolves howling wolves 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 <laughs> <laughs> i mean it went on for a good 90 seconds like we are like wolves yeah we're like a pack of wolves yeah, yeah like we a are like wolf pack you know what a it is it's like we're like wolves and we're pack and and a howling pack of wolves and it's almost like a coyote which is smaller than a wolf wolf, which could also be in a pack and (laughs) it was surreal (laughs) and also like chloe it's they do this thing on this show it's like whenever anybody was trying to confront courtney um last season it's like they do this thing where it sounds like a an apologetic heart to heart but if you actually transcribe what everyone's saying no one's actually acknowledging that like chloe is never like oh my god i'm so sorry no that's your boyfriend i didn't think about it i'm really it's always like i want you to feel happy with Corey. i want you to know that we just want you to be happy and it's all these platitudes to not have to ever be like 
oh i really i got my feelings hurt and yeah. i didn't i didn't like that conversation that we had in palm springs no one is ever like accessing like their real voice it just occurs to me now thinking of it that chloe is doing to chris what chris should be doing to chloe in her relationships yes chloe is being protective yeah and she is skeptical not, she's skeptical and and chris is never that way and chris talks about how she's never that way but because chris is never that way uh i mean i don't know if it would help but she isn't protective of her kids when it comes to relationships i know that's a good point it's interesting i mean like i think that's why it's chloe's instinct though to, to be like be like ah. yeah she does like bare her teeth so much i feel like yeah and then we end up getting this sort of I mean, let's just call it one of the more awkward scenes. Corey, Kim, and Chloe. Wolf. It's meant to. Wolf? Wolf? Wolfback? Wolfback? Coyote? Coyotes? Oh, that oh, reminds oh. me. Um, no, it's clearly, again, meant to be. Like, this is how I was just like. I could just. It was very clear they were not actually resolving any of the root of this stuff. You know stuff. what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the scene that Kim had with Tristan where she was like, I don't know how to fix this. Yes. I can say there is something weird and then I'll organize your closet or talk about pickleball. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you know, like they know that if they sit across from somebody and like look serious and talk seriously, that that's what it looks like. But they don't know that you have to be like, hey, that's my mom. I, we don't know you and, and, and just be a sincere person. And yeah. so instead it was like this weird thing about Robert Kardashian's about how his wives were uh, you know, used him. And but then it was like, but they turned on him and then we were monsters. And it's like, so is it you guys or is it like, and Corey's like, well, I haven't done that. So it was just this like illogical explanation yeah. that I think she thought was going to like, get her off the hook get them off the hook yeah and their body language and tone was just like we no care it definitely felt like well this didn't solve anything but i know i guess we addressed it and like we can all say and then yeah then they have this like closet organizing scene and it's so uncomfortable it's really uncomfortable oh, but we do learn they press him and it's like they do learn that uh, the woman who raised him, who he said, my best friend slash or the woman who raised me died in November. Yeah. So that was a big loss. You know what I, I, I keep everybody separate. And it's like, I he just struck me as someone who maybe has fucked up and like, like spread something he wasn't or something. He clearly seems like so he has like a very weird, rigid series yeah. of codes, you know, for sure. And I, I think this sort of like, goes back to chris that like part of it seems like maybe chris isn't that engaged in Corey's life because he's I there think, for her i think it's so exactly she that. doesn't know that stuff and he's happy to not he says something like he says like well she's not really like asking for them to be around yeah i think chris is like yeah yeah he he could hang out and be my boyfriend he i bring and, him to on tommy hilfiger's fucking yacht to she, the grand prix in monaco i don't give probably, a shit like loves that like he is not ever a problem because he doesn't bring her those problems i think and literally the language she uses is that he takes care of her yeah i think it's like a caretaking situation i feel like Corey's not gonna really get there with the family until he realizes he's allowed to have needs too i mean look at the men in this family are like big needy loud men 
Yeah. So it's weird, I think, to the uh, to the women, the sisters. This person's like, like who is this quiet autonomous and yeah, <laughs> who is this quiet quiet man butler who just like <laughs> shuffles Chris around and gives her martinis? She sounds great, but honestly, uh, honestly, she, and I think I love her, a man who doesn't talk too much. Too, and you her, know, that's my favorite thing yeah. of when I can when you can find a man who just doesn't talk so much. I don't think they know how good that is. I don't think either. I think they're drawn to chaotic loud talented men yeah and i think that they're unnerved and weirded out by somebody who would or like lurch or yeah <laughs> and i think they don't chris get Humphreys. it yeah and um and i also think chris has worked her ass off and is like happy to have a quiet one-sided relationship although you know we learned and i have not dug on it but from our friend who knows Corey, like that they are a, apparently it is very real and they are very in love well that i mean at least we know that Corey is definitely very into Chris. Yes. Yes, that's and true. And that he had his own money. Yes, important. He was uh the road manager for Bieber and I yes. bet he didn't make no money with that. And that I think he invested well. I don't know where yeah, else. I forget but, where it came from. But, but he's, he's like he's he's fine. I mean, obviously he doesn't have like Chris Jenner money, but he's, he's not, not like he's not some like broke dick hanging out. He wasn't from the security booth as we long speculated. <laughs> <laughs> from the front of the driveway also, on like, Calabasas. No problem. You know what my like God, when I was in my twenties, I was like, I think what I want in a relationship is just someone who will stay home with my children. Yes, I think a lot of people yeah. love that. Um, all right, so okay. we got Aunt Chloe and Northy. This was funny. It was very funny because the idea that Kim calls Chloe to be like, Chloe, North really wants a limo. It's like Kim, that is the easiest thing you can handle. <laughs> I know you could easily get a limo. This isn't like a oh how will help. Not only that, I got excited because for my eighth birthday, I asked to just get driven around in a limo. That was what I asked for. <laughs> Did I, you get it? Yes, my parents. Like it was like it's like the birthday burned into my brain. It's the greatest <laughs> birthday of my life. A limo came and picked me and my parents and my sister up, and I like wore a fancy dress <sighs> and we drove around. This is when we lived in the Bay Area in Fremont, and we drove around Fremont and we drank Martinelli's for like one hour maybe and then came <laughs> the apple juice yeah like the sparkling apple juice because i like knew what champagne i look i had rich taste i was on my way to hollywood and i was like but it's the funniest memory and i always have looked back and been like was that weird i don't know any other kid who ever asked for that and so when this one came up i was like oh is this a thing that other kids want to do it is exciting i did think it was very um uh, irresponsible the one day that it rains in oh, LA that weather was a you nightmare in a, it, it, don't put her in a who, in a car today her standing with her little umbrella though now that just is an insight to how how big of lists we are about Huge rain lists. in LA cancel the shoot then I'm like <laughs> we have to go home it's dangerous there's wet roads that car is long wait can I tell you that on Sunday when I was flying we're already too long but I'm just gonna tell the story okay. anyway when I was flying back Sunday night into Burbank, the 30 minutes before we were supposed to land, the pilot comes over the loudspeaker and says, uh, it's apparently it's really rainy in Burbank and it's a very short runway. Um, uh, the control tower is concerned that we won't be able to break to, to, to land. <gasps> so he I've was never like, heard of this. We may have to, cause it never rains. That's why. Uh, cause also like, you know, oil builds up. Yeah, so oh yeah. It's like very slick. The, the first rain is always this, yeah, dangerous. Yeah. Like that's true for everywhere, but because it doesn't rain for months and months and months, like it's especially bad here. Yeah. Um, so he was like, we may have to 
we may have to land in Ontario, which is uh, fifty-five miles east. Oh yeah, it's far. And I was like, if I have to fucking go to, I was so mad. And then we started to land, and he they didn't tell us where we were landing. <laughs> this bad boy. And then we like hit the, you know, we we touch down and immediately throw the thrusters on, so everyone's like jerked oh, forward. That, yes. And it's like very, it's and it it is one of those things where like we're not skidding, but we're we're going, we're weaving a lot. Mm. And, and then uh, he was like, "We're in, welcome to Burbank," and we're like, and then okay. everyone starts clapping. Oh yes, that's fun. That's a uniting moment. But I was like, "Do you think he likes that when we all clap?" Or you does he scared feel- us, and then it was fine. But it was scary because I was like, "I don't want to run off the runway." Anyway, so um, that's scary. But uh, it's very funny because when they're in the limo. North is not impressed at all. This is like you can feel the whole crew. This is what happens when you put these kids on as the scene partner. (laughs) It's like these are not performers. North is not Rain, okay? No. North is her father's daughter. She couldn't be more Kanye. She's so Kanye. And she doesn't give a flying fuck about the limo. She didn't want that limo. She She wanted a white unicorn limo. Kim misunderstood. Kim misunderstood. (laughs) She didn't want stupid plastic bugs. She didn't want any of it. And she says, you know what would make me happy? You know, if you want me to be happy, I guess you should get me a hamster. I mean, good. Good on her. Good bargaining. She knows. We all know know the panic. There she is, Kim's daughter. You know, she's got a little bit of Kim in her, too. Because we know that moment. It was giving me such pangs of like being an aunt and being a babysitter. And, and the moment so hard. Oh, my God. Like, you just want it to go well. And yeah. you want to be like the cool aunt or the cool like your friend's kid. And I was just like, I know that panic. And you're like, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, let's do it. Whatever. <laughs> but they get this. They go to a pet store. They get a hamster. And Chloe's like, wait, are you sure about this? She's like, oh, yeah. Mommy loves hamsters. <laughs> Who would believe for one second that Kim Kardashian loves hamsters? Hamsters. Mommy loves him. But I love that North knows all the right things to say. <laughs> also, I, I, also, Mommy says you have a huge booty. She's like, well, your mom should talk. Your mom is not one to talk. <laughs> what a quick gem of an exchange. My mommy says you have a huge booty. Well, you know. But we get some hijinks. The, the hamster, Kim finds the hamster. Uh, the hamster setup, this like little hamster castle and it flips out. When Kim does find the hamster... And, well, because North is like, Mommy, I want to show you something. Right. And Kim was like, what are you doing? And North goes, just trust me. And then puts a hamster in her hands. It it really, it, you could tell Kim was like really freaked she out. She was did not want to touch it. And then, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it, it, was, it was really, it, it was a fun, I will say, for hijinks, as far as they go on the show, which I rail on a lot, this was a fun one. And Kim gets mad, you know, tells Chloe she blew it. That, like, this is a, a basic thing of parenting well, is you don't Chloe buy pets. Like, oh, I couldn't make her happy. Nothing. She, she didn't like anything. Kim was like, yeah, is she the new Courtney? <laughs> which is really funny. That was a good. <laughs> but then she makes her go run around the house. Look for this hamster. Finds a hamster. Lesson learned. I will say a very interesting shot to see the the fun visual of the hamster ball in this stark white hallway. I loved it. I thought it was like art, like a performance yes. piece. And also it almost was like, I was like, I know they didn't mic the hamster ball, <laughs> but it was like really good audio of the little like feet clacking around. That's, and like, some, that's some good foley it art. It was really good. It was really good. <laughs> All right. So I wonder what's happened to that 
Oh, that hamster is out in the graveyard along with all the dogs, all the... <laughs> Do you you follow Chrissy Teigen? She lost yeah. a hamster recently. Oh, that's right. And everyone told her how to find it, which was to put peanut butter out. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and she's like, it worked, you guys. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're little <laughs> rascals. I had one and it would always chew its way through its plastic home. We had one in our classroom when I was in seventh grade and I went to pet it and it bit the tip of my finger off. I've never bled so much in my life. Oh, my God, Marcy. <laughs> and then I've not touched one since. See, you're like Kim. You've learned. You're smart. All right. So now, Our last one. Courtney lives is, with Kendall after the fire. Yeah, this is pretty straightforward and honestly kind of delightful. Yeah. It's, she doesn't want to breathe old fire air. So, I mean, of all people, of course, Courtney is going to be the weirdest about going back in her house after the fires. Also, can I say that I really like Kendall's house, even if I don't like the decor? I love yeah. like, I love that ar- the architecture of like that Spanish style. Yeah, it's so. beautiful. And I feel like she had like put a lot of work into and it. The kitchen is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I w- it's a. Uh, I, I get it but it's very cute yeah they're all like it's this cute thing of like it's chaos it's, though, chaos. it's like, three little Courtney's kids like penelope screaming rain screaming about his hair being brushed i was like oh, this cannot be easy for kindle who suffers from anxiety no uh i loved it it was like doing it in the kitchen and of course they all sleep in the same bed together that was the part that i was like why why now if this were you and your sibling would you be able to ask them to leave if they'd overstayed their welcome i would really struggle i wouldn't be able to i don't think i could i think i would, I would just be mean i think eventually or i think i would like you know i'm i would do something weird and be like you know i'm having bad insomnia so i'm gonna sleep in the other room and like i would probably try to find weird ways to just like get space yeah um or be like i'm gonna stay at my boyfriend's house or you got i would probably yeah. do something i couldn't imagine being like hey do you guys think you're like ready she was to- smart not to do that though because then they would take the house from her i know they would change the locks it was cute though she Uh, was just having a good time she just like she thought it was like a cozy little quaint small house and everyone's like this is not small courtney you're insane it was such a fun backhanded compliment to just be like my house is bigger god courtney is such a bitch also i i'm obsessed with how especially this season they the amount of like conversations they've let us just see the inane conversations (gasps) this courtney and sarah howard having the most boring conversation possibly the most meaningless conversation ever recorded in human history like why even talk if that's the boring shit you're it gonna say it was about green tea and having green tea on hand on the stove i think and it was like this woman always- should have gotten a, a huge award for her listening to this story it was so much like courtney's like my assistant um put lip liners and, and it's like oh it must honestly be i'm sure that court i get the feeling courtney's really fun when you want her to be fun and is also then the most grating boring person you could ever talk to yeah. in your life it seemed rough and then kendall comes in and she's like you know what's weird um i'm missing <laughs> a cup and also you use some of my vegetable oil and courtney's like no i don't use that i would never i'm like above it <laughs> And uh, but it's, it is like honestly, if you're gonna ask someone to leave, you can't come in with a list of no, complaints. Accusing is not no. A thing. You don't do that. You just say you want them to leave. You don't say what they're doing wrong. No, it's not, she goes about it very weird, which is what made it feel a little believable. Yeah, but um, and then Larsa Larsa is the one who's like, Courtney, hey. you stayed too long. She's like, I love it. You're here, but like, you gotta go. Because she's like, can you believe that Kendall was like accusing me of stealing her? 
vegetable oil she's like no she doesn't want you in her house anymore you overstate it's a cute scene because it's not played for like fake drama like it is her being like yeah i do like too she's like and rain peed on one of her beds oh god what a reveal i wonder if she's gonna be upset when she finds out you didn't tell her oh my god i was like courtney sucks oh my god also my precious rain rainy rainy i mean it happens look it does it happens i did it whoop um yeah. and then they and then she leaves and, and courtney replaces she gets like four big gallons huge, of oil being almost like a snot being which, like here you go and then she bought gave 20, her the mug and bought 24 for herself for herself and gave kindle one <laughs> it's great courtney uh, sucks courtney sucks i do think she must be a big uh bummer or <laughs> really fun i just may never know she needs chloe she needs like she needs somebody else if to she activate doesn't have her. scott around or chloe around she is boring i feel like she like she's mean or boring i think she just yeah is like grumping around about like macrobiotic God, food she's unhappy right i mean or she's just like you know she's so checked out and is like i mean i don't know i thought she was happier she seemed very happy this is a whole thing to open up but she seemed happy with eunice like her her like look of life like and traveling and all of that like i do think she's happy like with her a man and her kids traveling I mean, who isn't? Yeah, when you <laughs> when you live a life on vacation, of course. I'm like, there's something weird about her. She's really niche. She loves being in tropical locations with her like hunky young boyfriend and beautiful children. I wonder what that's about. What a weird freak. <laughs> um, well, that's it. We did it. We really did it. Um, a blast. As always, we release new episodes every Wednesday. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review and check out our Twitter and Instagram. Like our Facebook page. Um, email us those corrections comments and Kardashian run-ins at Kardashianit at gmail.com and thanks so much for listening to Kardashianit goodbye ever wanted to hear from the neighbor at 9 Cloverfield Lane or what if I told you that Dr. Loomis's worst patient wasn't Michael Myers I'm Adam Peacock host of the podcast My Neighbors Are Dead Join me each week as I talk to the lesser-known characters from your favorite horror films. Each week is an all-new, fully improvised journey into the unknown featuring friends and luminaries from the worlds of comedy, horror, and beyond. New episodes every Tuesday on Campfire Media. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Campfire.